Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. a really nice intro. I love that. Thank you, Nicole. And I just want to honor the leadership here too, Jesse, Nicole, and Chris. And, and it's just, um, these, these guys are the real deal. Like some, some, we know a lot of pastors and leaders and um, they got the talk, but they don't got the walk. I'm talking like you now. I've gone done that, you know. Anyway, I am from here, so I'm not going to put on the southern accent right now. Um, but I just want to honor you guys as a leadership team, and they are the real deal. Like, they love Jesus. They are so for you guys. They are praying for you. They want you to, you know, find your d- identity and destiny in the Lord, but they are, I'm so impressed with this leadership. Like, you know, I've recommended people come here because I love their leadership team, and you can really trust them and know that they are who they, that, that they are the person, you know, when they're whatever, on, in their house and they're the same person as they're here, the same person outside as they're inside. So it's just such a, a privilege to come and speak. I really like um, coming and sharing what God is doing. Oh, hi, I didn't even notice all you guys over there. Okay, so I'm gonna have to be doing this. And you guys, okay. Um, yeah, so just a little intro. Oh, I have a lot of family members here today, so I just wanted mom and dad. Can you stand up? <laughs> uh, my daughter, daughter-in-law, and son. Woo! <laughs> uh, as, as I was getting ready this morning, I was just thinking about the life that we live overseas. And, you know, my parents um, get, got, you know, became believers late in life, but it was like the Lord used them to, when I, when, of course, the Lord used them when I was young, and they would always say, you can do anything. You can do anything. You can do anything. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be a brain, uh, brain surgeon. Um, I'm going to be, what don't women do? That's what I kept thinking. What don't women do, you know? And um, I wanted to do everything extreme. Jet pilot tried to be that. Well, I wasn't a jet one, but I was a, tried to be a Cessna pilot at one point at 16. So just the, the family that I've come, for, come from is just go big, go, you know. And then I'm like, you know, then when I told them, oh, by the way, I'm going to the Middle East, they're like, I say, what? You know, like, uh, uh, like, what did we do? You know, we shouldn't have told her to go for it. So that was kind of my go for it. Um, met a very extreme guy named Dave Hess here, my husband. Oh, hi, husband. Can you stand up? <laughs> I interviewed everybody else but him. He's awesome, my number one. Um, So the title of my message today is, I'm going to use like a millennial term or a Gen Z term. I'm trying to be super hip. Um, I'm not, you can ask my kids, but um, I just kept hearing this term called extra. um, And I did um, um, what do you call that? Tested out about with people my age, they didn't know what it meant. So I'm going to define it, but it's extra. So my, ter- my <laughs> title is being extra in the kingdom, right? And hashtag kingdom extra. Come on, guys, right? <laughs> anyway, um, because I have millennials, I, you know, I hear this word a lot, but um, I have millennials, they're my kids. So, um, so this term extra um, and I'm going to use it in a positive way. I can know it can be really negative as well. Like, she's so extra. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, and that's not this. But extra can also be, as I looked it up, used in a positive way. And extra could be way too much, like maybe in my language, over the top, excessive, overdone. 
okay? So that's what extra means. Can everybody yell extra? Okay, so you are gonna never forget this term because I'm gonna have you yell it throughout the sermon because you know when you go out after and you're like, what's up, what would God speak to you about the sermon? Oh, Uh, I don't want that, okay? I want people to leave and go, I want to be extra for Jesus because Jesus was extra, okay? Jesus is so extra, okay? Like when you, just pretend you haven't heard these stories before or I'm going to tell you about a man and what he did and you're going to be like, I've never heard this before. So just pretend you haven't heard that Jesus did all this stuff. You know, because they're like, yeah, blah, blah, raised the dead, la, la, fed the 5,000, blah, blah. No, these are amazing things, right? That Jesus is so extra, over the top in every way. Um, and in his kingdom, we can be extra. So the kingdom is that he invites us. Jesus is extra, and then he invites us to be extra. Can you say, I want to be extra? Okay, and if you don't, I'm going to pray that you want to be, okay, because it's really important. So I want to just name a quick, quick few um, things. If you want all the scriptures for this, um, somehow I can get them to you after because it's all from the Bible. I love the Bible. I'm obsessed with the Bible. Um, just a little bit of a plug for the Bible there. Okay, so um, everybody say, I love the Bible. Okay, I read the Bible every day. All right, guys. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm just going to tell you a little extra that Jesus did. Okay, Jesus healed, right? He healed, right? He healed everyone who came to him. Is that extra or what? Come on, guys. Everyone. Not like, hey, how many healings did you see? Oh, we saw 50. There was 500 people there. We saw 50. I mean, that would be amazing. But Jesus is like, um, 500? You got 500 out of 500? Come on, that's extra, Okay. Also, he fed, he fed thousands twice, guys, twice. Okay, I'm sure he did a lot more, but that's all that was recorded. Can you imagine? Fed 5,000 twice. I mean, I remember hearing a Heidi Baker story that, you know, you hear like they, they had chili and then, um, and then God multiplied the chili, right? For like, I don't know how many, maybe 100. No, this isn't just chili, right? This is, he fed five, and it was going to be more. That was just the men, high women and children, more than 5,000 twice. Okay, is that so extra? Yeah. That's, can you imagine you hear about somebody? Yeah, when they pray and they, um, there's food around, um, it multiplies by um, thousands. Can you imagine you'd be like, what? I got to get around that person. Guess what his name is? Jesus. Okay? Jesus is so extra. Okay, you're not going to forget it. All right. Also, guess what else he did? When demons are around, he just said, get out. Go. Okay, that's extra. I'm sorry. Okay, we got some deliverance experts in the, in, the, um, in the front row here, Kathy and Stuart Greer. Okay, they're not, and, and I am under, I, they were met, they've mentored me, so I'm down to like three hours now, but um, you know, I'm like, one word and the thing's gone? So, oh my goodness, that's absolutely incredible. Jesus is so, okay, so also, did you know that um, de- like, like he conquered death? Like, yeah, he died, but then he got up again. Like, he rose from the dead. Like, he conquered death, right? Right? So, so listen to this. People, like, a lot of people are afraid of death, right? Like, a lot of people are afraid of death. You hear cancer, the name cancer. You hear all these different things. Oh, no. Jesus was like, what? What? Death does not scare me. Death does not hold me. He went down, went and did a little business in hell and Hades and whatever, and cleaned it all up, came back up. Hello. 
Can you imagine? Jesus is like, death can't hold me down. That's, oh, extra. Jesus is so extra, right? Okay, I mean, I could just, I could go on for hours on this because he is the coolest, coolest God, man. I mean, come on, guys, really? Jesus is so cool. Um, he also took all sin, not some sin, all sin, all sickness, all sorrows on his body on the cross. All, all, all. The terms used for Jesus, like you just look fullness and all and, and you know, lavish and grace. And there's never little terms, some. Jesus saved some. No, Jesus died for all, the whole world, every language, every tribe, every tongue. It's, it's all every, all extra, overdone, way too much, right? He is so awesome. Um, Jesus is so, yeah, okay. Okay, also, forgiveness, okay. Sometimes I'm talking to people, and yes, they've gone through really hard things, but they're like, I can't forgive and I'm thinking about Jesus on the cross. I mean, the ultimate betrayal. I mean, just you could go on another sermon for all that he experienced, and then he's sitting on the cross. Meanwhile, they're spitting on him. He's like, in, I can't even imagine the pain, right? And he's like, Father, forgive them. Oh my goodness, his forgiveness is so extra, right? His forgiveness is so extra. Okay, then he also offers extra to us, right? His offers are so extra. He's like, like, my grace is always enough. Like, always. Like, it's not like, ah, uh, his grace is not going to work in that situation. That's too hard. Sorry. Yeah. It's just this limited amount of things that his grace works on. No, it's all. It's grace. His grace um, is always enough. And will fully satisfy. There's all these terms, fully. Not, oh, will satisfy you a little bit. No, he'll fully, fully satisfy you. But do we believe it? That's something I'm going to talk about. Extra. Oh, the gum. That's so good. And I, and I chew extra gum, okay? That's so good. I love it. Um, also, Jesus said such extreme, extra, way overdone, whatever. We're going to use the term extra. Um, he said, if you drink from me, that you'll never thirst again and you'll always be satisfied. That is so incredible. Always be satisfied. Always. This is so extra. Jesus gives peace that goes beyond comprehension. I mean, I'm telling you, these, if you just sit and you take one verse, like even in like one verse in a week, and you're like, I'm going to know this. I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to ask God that I would believe it. You know, that is so extra. Um, also, we're in Ephesians 3.19, we're filled to the fullness of God. So in everybody that's a believer here, you are, you are, you are the fullness. You are the fullness of God in you. Is that so extra? Yes. Um, fullness of joy. I'm just going to go co-heirs with Christ. What in the world do these terms mean? And let us live it, right? We'll do the same works and greater. Oh my goodness, we can be, the, the kingdom of God is an invitation to be so extra, right? So extra. Next page. All right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you some really cool testimonies that Jesus did, and he was so extra. This, is, this testimony I'm gonna tell you was the most extra miracle I've seen, and we've been in the Middle East 28 years, but we've only been in miracles and the power of the Holy Spirit for 20 so in 20 years, this is the most extreme, 
extra miracle I've ever seen. And it's not because of me, because, you know, I'll be out and I like to pray for people and I'm like, praying for someone's headache. They didn't get healed, no. So it's not that this is like, so the testimony I'm gonna tell you is not because I'm so, wow, no. It's because Jesus went way beyond and went so extra, okay? So I went to Lebanon um, to, to, we met a Bethel team there, because a lot of times a Bethel team will come to Kuwait, um, but we went to Lebanon this time because um, I wanted to work with refugees and, and have the Bethel team with the refugees, Syrian refugees. Um, and so um, we go there and they're like, okay, this guy needs a wheelchair. And so you have to go deliver it in, in, this, in this home, in this refugee camp. Just picture kind of like a rundown neighborhood. It really wasn't a camp yet, um, another camp. So anyway, um, I'm like, okay, cool. So I take, you know, two, two Bethel guys with me and a girl from Kuwait that um, was on my team. And um, I'm like, I hope he doesn't need the wheelchair. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm delivering a wheelchair. And like, we're kind of there to do miracles. So it's a little strange, right? So anyway, um, but okay, Jesus, help me with the time because I feel like I could talk for hours. I know you don't want, you don't want that, but anyway, I'm just asking Jesus to help me now. Okay, so I got to tell you the story. So one of the guys that I'm taking with me is the most unbelievable testimony. So I just want to let you know that this one is an American that got healed. Oh my goodness, an American. <laughs> Sorry, we, like, you know, like when you go overseas, you're like, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed. And you come here and you're like, uh, what, what's, what's happening to me? I thought I was Benny Hinn. And now I'm like, no, I'm Natalie Hess, right? So, um, yeah, because I'll tell this story and they're like, oh, that guy was um, a refugee. I'm like, that guy was American. They're like, that happens with Americans? So, um, I, that's why I'm telling it first, because sometimes people only believe the extreme ones that are overseas, right? So um, I'm taking this guy, Joel, with me, and he's 25 right now. But when he was 20, he, um, he was playing basketball one day. The next day, he wakes up, he's paralyzed. Can you imagine? Maybe not basketball. Into some kind of extreme sport thing. He heard a pop in his back. In the morning, he woke up paralyzed. They said, you will never walk again, and you have this degenerative, degenerative, whatever, bone disease. And um, yeah, you'll never walk again. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, four months later, so meanwhile, he's in the, you can check him out on Facebook. Actually, I forgot his last name. So, but anyway, he showed me on Facebook, like, I'm, this is real. This is not made up. This is not in some book. This is not some embellished testimony. So... Um, you know, by the time, you know, the form is about four months after he had um, been diagnosed. And um, so his legs are like super little, right? I saw a picture and he's in a wheelchair. So he has a dream. And the dream, he sees this banner and it says um, J23. And he run, he's running under it. So he's like, whoa, I don't have, is that John 23? Is that John? What? He couldn't figure it out, but nothing, nothing kind of landed for him. And so... Um, He's like, okay, I know what, something has to do with the miracle because he was running under the big banner, right? So a few days later, he's at church and this little four-year-old, oh my goodness, a four-year-old comes up to him and says, on Thursday, you will walk. A four-year-old, okay? Okay, um, guess, what, guess what the date was on Thursday? January 23rd. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm taking this guy. I'm taking this guy with me. Anyway, so it's, it's Wednesday night. Can you imagine? You're like eh, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. At 3 a.m., he's in his bed. He starts feeling pain and tingling in his legs. He hadn't felt pain and tingling in his legs in four months. Nothing, right? Tingling, tingling, pain, growing up his legs until he's like, 
oh my goodness, I think I might have feeling in my legs. So he starts swinging his legs over the end of the bed, and after 20 minutes of just waiting for all feeling to, get, to come, he got up and started walking around the room. And they said if he ever walked, it would take him seven weeks to walk again because the Achilles tendon, you know, shrinks if you haven't walked and all the physiotherapy. The next day, so that was whatever that day was. Oh, yeah, Thursday, obviously. Thursday, Friday, he went and played basketball. Right? Jesus is so extra, right? Giving dreams, having four-year-olds prophesy. I mean, come on, that's amazing. So I'm taking this guy with me to pray for a paralyzed uh, 16-year-old Syrian refugee, right? I'm like, so meanwhile, we're on the way. This is such an incredible story. I love this story so much. We're on the way to pray, and um, sitting beside me is this paralyzed guy's cousin. He's taking us. He's like, I want it. We're delivering the wheelchair. And so um, he doesn't speak English. I speak Arabic. My husband and I speak Arabic. We learned it about 28, 26 years ago. Anyway, so um, he's like, Oh, by the way, I want you to know that um, I've been reading the Bible for a week now. I'm like, whoa, cool. He's a Muslim. And um, every, every night since I started reading the Bible, I have a dream. I'm like, I wanted, ah, I wanted to die. Like, I'm like, ah. Like, I'm like, I, I'm, seriously, tears just starting, sorry, tears started streaming down my face because I'm like, I'm going to pray for a, like a paralyzed Muslim. And then this guy's having dreams. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven because... These stories just don't get old. God works. God is real, right? He's real. He's so real. It's, it's, he's so extra, right? Okay, so this is the guy we're going with. Like, the God's already preparing him. He's like, oh, so um, do, you, do you want me to tell you what I've learned? I'm like, okay. He start, he's like, yeah, I've memorized Genesis. Okay, so do you want to hear it? Okay, sure. So in the beginning, you know, in Arabic, in the beginning, God created that, 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 that. And he's going on and on and on. I'm like, okay, I think, you know, I mean, I'm cool with Genesis. But anyway, so I'm like talking to somebody in back of me. He's like, well, don't you want to hear the rest? I'm still doing the Cain and Abel. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So anyway, incredible. So I did ask him, I said, so where are you with Jesus after, after we left? I just want to conclude. His name is Ala. So I just want to, um, anyway, he said, I said, so where are you with Jesus? You know, are you going to, like, are you going to become a Christian? Are you, you know, what's going on? He's like, well, I'm going to memorize the Bible first, and then I'll make my decision. He's like, but when I make my decision, I'm not going to, like, tell my friends because they might kill me or, and I was like, I totally get that. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you and Jesus, you just, you know, you guys just sort that one out. I never make a Muslim tell anybody because their life is literally on the line. Their job, their family, their life, their kids, everything is on the line when you make a, a profession of faith over there. So, Anyway, so we walk in, and I'm thinking this guy's paralyzed, which is, you know, kind of bad enough anyway, right? But I look across the room, and there he is, like, laying flat, and he's, like, comatose. He looks like he's kind of dead, and I'm like, this is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. You know, I mean, I was already, like, mm, paralysis, but then I find out he's deaf in one ear. He can hardly talk. He's not eating. I mean, he's so, 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 so thin that it's just very, you know, just a very, very serious situation, so I'm like, Okay, Jesus. Um, anyway, so I sit the mom down, and I'm, I'm telling her, she just has no idea what we're doing. She thinks we just came to deliver the wheelchair. And I'm like, no one told her what was happening. Hmm, okay, all right, you know Jesus? Okay, you don't know Jesus. Okay, I'm just going to tell you a little about Jesus. <laughs> I got to tell that he heals and this stuff. And then I told her Joel's testimony. I'm like, that, we're going to pray your son does the same, 
right? We're going to pray your son does the same. She's like, okay. You know, she's like a little, like a little, tra- been in trauma, obviously. Um, had to flee Syria. Her, I think her husband died and so all this stuff. Anyway. So we go over with the two Bethel guys and my friend, and we're, we're just, you know, we're praying, and um, uh, it got worse a, a little, <laughs> it got worse before it got better, because all of a sudden we're praying, and he's like, I can't see now. And I'm like, were you blind before? He's like, no. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, I want it like inside to go, get me out of here. Like, I can't, I can't leave this guy worse, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like hearing all, the, I, I'm the translator. So the, you know, me and the Bethel people and my friend are like, da, da, ba, 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 shuka, da, ba, ba, ba. I'm like, guys, he's blind now. Um, and <laughs> they're like, they're like, if you spot him, you got him. And I'm like, okay, their faith was like this. If you spot him, you got him. Like, if they show up, it means you're going to get him out, right? Anyway, the blindness, his sight came out again. That was an easy one. It was just like the demons were trying, demons, the demons were trying to distract. Thank you, Jesus. He sees. Yes. Okay. So then we're praying, praying, praying. This is a few hours, just kind of praying a few things. Anyway, sure enough, tingling in his feet. It starts going up pain starts coming up and I'm like this is what you felt Joel this is what you felt he's like yes this is what I felt you know so then all of a sudden his name's Abed and he's like I'm like he's like I want to walk but I know I can't and so the two Bethel guys are like okay well let's 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 post you like you know boost you up and try it let's just try why doing this so anyway he stands up and they're holding him and so he's able to stand like this like, the, he wasn't able to stand before. Like, they were carrying him to the bathroom, the, you know, every, like, his, whatever, family members and stuff. So he's, like, he's literally, like, going like this, like, walking with them with help. And I'm, like, could he ever do this before? No, no, it's been six years. Okay, he couldn't do this before? No. You know, I'm giving, could he do that before? No. So I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's, he's walking like this, right? He... <laughs> Thank, that's the Holy Spirit just likes to give me these jolt things. So, um. Anyway, <laughs> he's so good. He's so... Okay, I haven't said that in a while. Sorry. Um, okay, so, so then he walks over, and they sit him down, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, and you're like, this is so huge, but I can hardly kind of wrap my head around it. So then he's sitting there, you know, just smiling like this. I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. So then he's like, oh, by the way, um, my ear is uh, deaf. I can't hear out of it. And I was like, Okay. So we prayed for his ear, and then I'm like, how is it? I can hear now. And I'm like, ah, you can hear? (laughs) But it was like so many miracles in one setting that I was like, this is a little overwhelming, right? So then, um, and then he's like, can you pray that I have hunger because I... Like, I, I don't want to eat. Well, his mom's telling me this, actually. I can't really say. But can you, you know, he doesn't eat. He, like, eats a spoonful of rice in the morning and a spoonful of rice in the night or something like that, right? And they have to feed him. So I said, okay, let's pray that he gets hungry. So, by the way, this isn't just me. When I say, like, it's the three of us or four of us praying, right? It's not me. So it's the three and Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, they bring out these sandwiches, and he just takes one and... He had three sandwiches. So I'm like, wait, was he eating before? No. Was he walking before? No. Did he hear before? No. I mean, it was so overwhelming and so crazy that even now when I, when I tell him, I'm like, can that be real? But guess what? We do have, I do have verification. We had the guy that was the driver, you know, well, not I was driving. He was in the passenger seat. He, I asked him a few weeks ago, how is Abed doing? He said, he's getting better and better. So it's real. 
So Jesus is so extra, right? This is so extra. This testimony is so extra. Um, another, you know, just, just to give like, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of things about the Bible and people, people saying it's just a story or we can't rely on it or, you know, like people aren't believing the truths. Well, maybe he didn't really mean that. Whenever someone says that, don't believe it. Whenever is someone's trying to reinterpret the scriptures because it's uncomfortable, right? It's not that it's not comfortable, right? Some people say, I don't know, I'm not going to bring up political topics anyway, but okay, it's uncomfortable, right? But let me just tell you something. The Bible is the inerrant word of God. You can believe every word of the Bible, okay? If, don't stray from that. We've known way too many missionaries, pastors, leaders, you know, people that were running with us at one point, and they get offended by one scripture, and they're like, okay, we're just not going to believe that one. Slowly, slowly, slowly. They, they lose their faith and they become universalist. This has happened over and over and over again. So I just want to tell you, the Bible is God's word. It's God's truth, okay? Every single word in there. And so, and why would God use a book that's just stories from Muslims, right? So this guy has dreams every time he reads the Bible. Another Kuwaiti Muslim that hasn't come to the Lord yet, but I, she's going to come soon, I'm sure. When she reads the Bible, uh, she's read the Bible a few times, she told my friend, light comes down onto the Bible. Light from heaven comes down on the Bible. Okay? This isn't a made-up story. This is the friend, a friend I'm meeting with weekly. Okay? A Muslim. So that's already happening. She hasn't come yet. We're not sure why. But anyway, it's going to happen. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying, like, and there's also a Palestinian. I just want to let you know that the Bible is super, duper, duper important to Jesus. Super, super, super important to Jesus. If you're not reading the Bible every day, start reading the Bible every day. Start reading the Bible every day and know it and live it. Okay? Another quick one is uh, a long time ago, we knew this Palestinian ex-terrorist, right? He was in prison, and um, he was being, this is before he became a Christian, because the Jews were, had him in prison for terrorism. You know, okay, you got to be in prison, right? Um, but they were torturing him. So he hated the Jews, hated them, you know? And he's thinking cursed things, and uh, and then this missionary comes to him in prison, and puts, you know, puts a Bible through the bars, whatever. And he said he took it and threw it, like, against the jail. I hate that book, and I hate the Jews, and I want nothing to do with them, you know? So, of course, he's, a, he's you know, asleep in the night, and all of a sudden, a light comes from heaven, shines down on, can you imagine which verse? Love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you. Can you imagine? He's like... This book is so crazy. It has to be real. <laughs> I mean, telling a Palestinian to love a Jew, that is crazy. Or a Jew to love a Palestinian, you know, in that, in, you know, in that kind of scenario. Um, so they're like, I mean, can you imagine? That's the word of God. God is highlighting his word. He's highlighting the Bible. So yes, yes, he's so, Jesus is so, okay. So, this is really crazy too. The Bible is filled, it's like a living will, and it's filled with everything that's available for us, right? That's why I'm kind of like, now if you were given a will, and this will was, you know, worth, I don't know, a billion dollars, like uh, your grandfather you didn't know has just left you a will, and um, here's everything that you have, everything that's going to be left for you. There's some conditions, and you know, you're going to need to read through it and see what you have. Nah. 
I don't want to read through it. Wait, what? Like, but, but you have to read through it to know what you have and then to be able to then take the money. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's some conditions, you know, on when, when you get it or when you're able to access it or maybe what you have to do in order. You know, I love Hallmark movies and, and I know they're super cheesy, but I do love them. Anyway. You know, there's some when there's some when some kind of son is kind of crazy. They they have him do all these different steps before he gets the will. Well, that's kind of like the Bible. There's conditions on it. There are conditions. You've got to follow Jesus and you got to obey him, right? As much as you can. But this is so cool that it's your will, ability. I mean, the Bible is much worth more than a billion dollars. But let's say it's your will. Now, why wouldn't you want to read it and know what, is, what, what can you access legally? <laughs> What's legal? So what I do is I take the word and I'm like, I cannot believe that this is actually for us. I cannot believe that the fullness of joy is for us. I, oh, wow, okay. <clears throat> Woo, that was the Holy Spirit. Um, if someone didn't know, that was the Holy Spirit. I don't have Tourette's. Someone asked me once if I had Tourette's. Um, yeah, that was, that was a little alarming. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so these are my scriptures, which are so amazing. By the way, Jesus is so... Okay, so I just, I want to challenge you guys, like even this week, to take some scriptures that are so crazy, that are clearly for everyone, right? Um, and just go, I want this, you know? I want this for myself, Lord. And I'm going to dig, and I'm going to seek, and I'm going to knock until I see it, until it's in me. You know, that's what I'm like. I'm like, I'm desperate. There's so much in the Bible, so much Jesus has given us, and we're living so below the, the, what we have. I mean, just that one that we are, all the fullness of God lives in us. The fullness of God? The Genesis 1-1 God? So, yes. Okay, so these are the scriptures that God's been speaking to me for, um, for the last, I'd say, eight months. So I've taken them, and I'm like... I will believe this. I will believe it. And some of you, when you hear these right now, you might go, I can think of 20 ways that doesn't work. I can think of 20 stories that it didn't work in. I can think of a story in my life right now it didn't work in. And guess what? I had a friend die of cancer this week. So I'm not saying I have it all together and I have all the answers and my faith is so good that any, any obstacle comes in my way and I just say, go. No, that's not where I'm at yet, but I'm going to get there. I have to get there. We have to see cancer bow the knee, but if no one goes after it, how are we going to do it? Right? Um, we, we have to go after it. So these are the scriptures, right? I'm going to go through them. You're gonna, they're, they're really extreme. All right. You ready for extreme? You ready for extra? Okay. All right. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer... Believe <laughs> that, you that you have received it, and it will be yours. All right? I'll, I'll, I'll comment on these after. All right? I'm just going to um, fill you filled with this right now, this, these verses. So also, this kind of thing, whatever you ask in my name, is mentioned in the Gospels eight times. So, you know, it's not just a side note that Jesus whispered just to John. Whatever you ask for in my name, I'll give it to you. No. It was for everyone, 
and he mentioned it a lot in the Gospels. And then you go to Romans, and you go to, you go to 1 John, and you go to Peter, and you see it, right? You see that it's everywhere when you start looking for it. These extreme go-for-it statements, these extreme extra statements. Another one, Matthew 7, 7, 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open. Forever asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. Two more, sorry. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, this is very key, and my words abide in you. So, you know, like asking for a Ferrari, maybe some people do, but that's, I can't, uh, I can't say that one's legal. But, you know, if you abide in me and my words abide in me, uh, <laughs> and your words abide in, oh my, help me, Lord. All right. My words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done. Okay, so it's also about the, abiding, right? So it's the getting to know him. He loves this process. He loves it when we get to know him because that's really what it's all about, right? So getting to know him and then letting his word just become a part of us and letting it let go deep within us and letting it transform us. And then you know when you ask and then you have the word, this is what I want. I want the fullness. I want the fullness of joy. I want to walk in God's love that when I, you know, these, these extreme things, right? Last one, um, uh, uh, John 16, 23, 24. In that, day you will, in that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, this ending part's really good. Everybody here? Everybody here? Ready? Okay. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Right? That is such an awesome ending there. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, Jesus wants to answer your prayers. Jesus wants to just give out your, because he wants you to be filled with joy. He knows when your, you know, he knows when your prayers get answered, you're going to be filled with joy. He likes that. He likes that, that you're then, you know what I mean? Like, you're kidding me. Like, you're happy to answer my prayers, and then you want me to be, so that we'll be filled with joy? Like, he loves that. He loves it. Do you guys love that? <laughs> Some people are like, their eyes are this big right now. I'm like, okay. Um, so I just want to tell you. So we had some very difficult family issues that happened from like August until, you know, till May, or yeah, May, June time. And I took these verses and I was like, Jesus, this is not my experience all the time. This is not my experience. And this is not my experience in my family right now. This is not my experience. And you know when you take it and you're like, I totally don't believe this, but I must believe it because Jesus said it. And so I am not going to base the truth of the word on my experiences, right? No. No, I refuse it. I just want to challenge you guys to refuse that, to just go for it. I'm like, I will spend all my days asking, seeking, and knocking until I see breakthrough in my family. My family. 
It is so serious, guys, and I know some of you are going through horrific things, and I know of horrific things that people tell me about and everything, but, you know, and I'm like, I, I, still, you can't lower the bar. I can't lower the bar because of very, very extreme circumstances, because this is supposed to be for everyone, user-friendly. It's supposed to be for everyone. You know, I know of some very extreme situations in the Middle East from, from you know, Muslims that became Christians. They had their kids taken away. Their houses were burned down. Their jobs were taken. Their lives are threatened. They were beaten all night. These are very extreme circumstances, but guess what? I have to disciple them. Can you imagine? I have to disciple them. This has to be real to me. This has to be real to you because I know all of you could name circumstances. I just, another one where we love these people and their son is a heroin addict and he's been one for 30 years. And I told her, I will pray until your son is totally delivered. And I don't know how long that's going to be, but I will not settle for, he's just been in for 30 years and you know, that's just... I don't know, maybe it's not God's will. No, it is God's will that he would be free. It is God's will, you know? Okay, we have to take these verses and say, I will believe it. Help my unbelief. I will believe it, right? And so every day, I was doing this um, detox thing with uh, these verses. So every day, I would take one of these verses for the last six months, every single day, and I'd spend just a few minutes, and I'm like, Lord, dissect this for me. I have to believe it. Help me believe it. I, I must believe it, you know? And so it's just been in me and in me and in me. So you name a need. Also, one thing, <laughs> he didn't say when in that, right? That was, I was like, oh, he never said when. You know, because some people go, he didn't do it for me. I'm like, he didn't say when. You know, and I realized some things, like I'm telling you, yes, we had a friend die this week. So I'm like, that one's done, you know, that, that, but okay, Lord, give me understanding. Give me understanding on cancer. Give me understanding on how to beat this, you know, because if we don't take these verses and we give up, then who is going to figure out the cure for cancer? Who is going to say, I'm willing to do anything to see, to see every disease, as Mike Pickle would say, known to man, bow the knee, right? How are we ever going to get there? If people don't take these verses violently, right? What else could we see keys, right? So it's, it's areas of breakthrough, but it's also, it's also like for your faith right now, if you're like, whoa, she's extreme. She's so extra. <laughs> Just ask God, Lord, that, that verse right there, I want a love for you. I want to love you. Lord, I actually, like, can you give me a desire to even pray. Actually, you could say, I hate the Bible. Maybe some of you say, I actually hate the Bible. Mike Pickle said that you didn't like the Bible or prayer. And look at him now, right? International House of Prayer. Come on, come on, guys. Spend six hours a day reading the Bible and praying. So you want that? Like, I really don't like the Bible. Can you give me a hunger for the word? Done. You'll see that one happen quickly. Um, or I really don't like prayer, Lord. Can you teach me about prayer? Done. Um, or whatever it is, but you take these verses. So whatever you're, if you're like that and you're like, you're kind of not even sure about God, take it still. Take it and say, okay, I'm challenging. Whatever you ask for, I'm, I'm going to ask you, Jesus, because you said when I ask you that you will answer, right? So, but it could be as these things of, of digging deep, like I said, with cancer. Or it could just be, how do we save Orange County, right? How do we save California, what ideas, if we take these verses, what ideas could we come up with, you know? Some inventions that you think about that people have invented, I'm like, 
How did someone ever invent that? I mean, there's like a million things like that, right? It's people not giving up and just, and these are people that aren't even Christians, right? They're like, I will not stop until I see this. I will not stop until I see this breakthrough and this invention or whatever. So what if Christians did the same? What if Christians is the same? Like, I will not give up until the Lord speaks to me about that. Again, it can be something like on the defensive where we got to figure out disease and we've got to figure out, you know, how to live hell or whatever. Or it can be, let's go for the gold and let's, let's figure out, like, how do you get there uh, saying a word and a demon is gone? How do you get there when, when you know, like, like, and I've heard of this happening, but I'm like, you know, there's a lot of suicide amongst um, teens and stuff lately, right? It's like, Lord, give me their name, their number. I'm calling them. Come on, like, we, we want to, like, go for it, like, like a think tank, but for these verses, right? So you go so deep. So when, when, when disappointments come, what do we do? Oh, well, it's God's will, I guess, God's will. It's God's will that I, whatever. You know, the, these negative things, we give up. And that's exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to give up. But these, these verses and many, many more are an invitation to be extra for the kingdom. Everything that Jesus preached, everything that he offered us is so extreme, is so extra that he's like, will they seek me? Will they be so ravenous that they have, to, they have to know this? Like pick a subject right now or pick a breakthrough that you want. Maybe even think of that. What's one area that you would want like breakthrough in? But what's one area that you would want to like, I want to see, I want to get the keys to cancer. Or I want to get, start getting, you know, people's names and phone numbers. And we call them and we, we know you just, we're going to try to commit suicide. We just want, you know, Jesus says da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, like ask Jesus, what do you want right now? What's something that you need breakthrough? If that's finances in your marriage, with your kids, with, with addicts in your family, or, or I don't even know what different needs, right? Like think of a real need, but then think of an area that will propel you forward in your relationship with God, where you can come together and like, what is, what could, what could we do as Christians? We're Christians. We have the fullness of God in us. So, and don't give up. If things haven't gone well, just stay, take one of these verses and just like, I'm going to stay here until I see it. I'm going to stay here until you answer. I'm going to knock. I'm going to knock. And it's not that he's tired or anything, but that, you know, just keep knocking. Just keep knocking. I'm going to knock God. And meanwhile, I'm going to fellowship with you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to enjoy you because he's so good. Um, what I also want to say is, in the waiting, <laughs> this was also one of my studies, in the waiting, so as I'm seeking, asking, and knocking, I'm like, okay, in the waiting, what's available? Everything! <laughs> Everything! So Lord, give me the joy as if you already sorted out all my family problems. Give me that joy. Why do I have to wait for the joy until it happens. Why? Why do I have to wait for the peace? So I'm like, okay, I can, be, I can be living in the fullness of joy, the fullness of his love, the fullness of peace beyond all comprehension. Um, you know, you name it. What do you need in the waiting to make the waiting awesome? What do you need? So think about that, right? The area that you want breakthrough in, the area that you want to kind of go forward in, in, in seeking God in the think tank of the Holy Spirit community. And then what area... Do you need, what do you need right now in the waiting? Right? Just think about it right now because I don't want you to leave and not, at, not ask him. What do you, I mean, not, yeah, not ask him for it. These, these things in the waiting though, I have to tell you, they come very quickly. And I, that's why I love the waiting because I'm like, you got to be kidding me that I can experience all that in the waiting. So I was determined, even though it's very difficult for me this last, you know, um, 
whatever, uh, eight months, very difficult. But I was like, I refuse to be depressed. <laughs> I refuse to get my faith taken. I refuse to be d- disappointed. And I refuse, and this is what we all have to refuse, thinking instead of meditating on every way it didn't work. That will lead to depression. Every single story of how families are divided and no one's walking with the Lord. Why, why, are, there too, why are there so many... <laughs> But that was just flooding, flooding, flooding. And God's like, stop. Do not meditate on what has not happened and what you think I have not done. Do not meditate on that, right? Because that will steal your faith so quick and you will be in depression so quickly. So you're like, it was like he kept going, like kept going, look at all this right. Nope, back. Look at all this right. Back, back. You know, when a thought will come to my mind in the middle of the night, you know, those middle of the night times, what if this happens? And then I was like, and I was like, nope. No, you said, ask and I will receive. You said, abide in me and let my words abide in you and you will receive that your joy may be full. And I was like, I will keep going. I will keep going, you know? We cannot stop, guys. Don't stop. This is real. This is so real. And Jesus is so... (laughs) Oh, come on. Jesus is so... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Woo! (laughs) That was like a workout. Um, All right, guys. So I did have one dream. We have time. Okay, I'm almost there. Okay, all right. So I did have a dream, which is really cool because I asked for dreams and we're going to go speak, whatever. And a lot of times I don't get them, but I always ask, right? Because I can ask anything. And then, um, so I had one this week and I knew it was for, uh, it was for this, this Sunday. So I saw um, a man and his team and they, um, they were coming and anything, anything that had been stolen from somebody, um, they would come and replace it. <laughs> Right? And then, and that they do it in the night when sometimes people didn't realize what was happening. Right? So they do it in the night and then, and then another time they would give them better. So, so many times they would replace the thing that was lost, but this time it was they were going to get better. They got better. And I'm like, oh, they just got better, you know? And, and then I'm talking to the guy, which I realized was Jesus at the end. Um, and I'm like, and I'm just like this looking, like looking at him and he said, I love doing this. I love it. I love replacing things, and I love giving even better, right? So, so cool. He didn't look like Jesus, like he had sandy blonde hair and a white t-shirt and jeans, so, you know, I didn't see the beard and that whole thing. So I didn't know it was him until I woke up, but... Anyway, that he loves it. He loves replacing. He loves answering prayers. He loves giving you better than what you lost. So I think there's just like a few categories here for ministry time that... Um, the kingdom of God, I'm going to just do my last statement here. You guys ready? Okay. All right. The kingdom of God is? Jesus is so? And you are so? Yeah. Okay. You guys over there, I'm not hearing anything. Can you guys say, I want to be so extra? Good. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I want you guys now. I want to be so extra. Can you say it? Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay. So this is like for the ministry time. Do we do any music or? Okay, this means some. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Some tunes in the background. <laughs> okay, so I, we just want to like, like invite people to come up. Um, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, um, if you need some chains broken off of you, we, I saw a hammer before, just like, bam, like, whoa, chains are going to be broken. Not like a file, like a little, like a nail file. Like, I think you feel like it's been like a nail file. Like, how long is this going to take? Bam, that's what God wants to do. <laughs> so that's available, okay? So if you want to come up, I just invite you to, to come up and make a stand and just say, Lord, I want to be extra. You know, I want to be extra for the kingdom. You can start coming even now. I want to be extra. I want to, I want to be in the think tank of the Holy Spirit. And I, want to, I want to get um, wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. You guys can come up, start just coming up. Um, you know, I want healing. I want to press in for my sons, my daughters, my husband, my wife, my, my career, my breakthrough, my depression, my cancer, my ALS, my, my wrist problem. I'm <laughs> just getting a few. Um, you know, just, whoa, yes. So just come on up, and, and people will be praying for you. It's not just me. Everybody has the Holy Spirit and the fullness of God. So just, um, did you have something? Oh, please, ministry team, come on up, and you can help prayer. And you guys, Dave, you want to come up too? Um, yeah, so this is just come on up and say, you know what? I want to be extra. Like it's a sign-up sheet today. And if you were extra once and you want to be extra again, there's a re-sign-up sheet. Just always, <laughs> the sheet is about a million miles long. You can always re-sign up. So I'm just going to pray, and then we can have the, the people pray. I mean, uh, ministry team here. So just, Jesus, thank you that you are so extra. That you are, the kingdom of God is extra. And you invite us, and you give us the grace, and you give us the, um, the grace to actually be extra. But everything is like cheating because we have the, all the grace we need. We have the supernatural help. We have the fullness of God living in us. We have everything we need, God. And so we just thank you that you've invited us to be extra. So I just pray you come and touch hearts so deeply tonight, today. God, you would transform us today, God. That you would take us, wherever we're at, you would take us higher today, God. That we would leave going, I am different. I'm different today because Jesus is so extra. So he's bless you today. Bless you. Yeah. You guys, come on. Come on up a little bit more. Fill this area in. There's still people trying to come in. Listen, if, if you need to go at any point, you t- totally can. We're still in ministry time. If you're, but if you're feeling like, man, I, that stirred something in me. It stirred something in me. Um, come on up. There's room up here. There's something powerful about coming forward. Um, and, and just when you feel like, God, like, he met you here. When you feel like, okay, I'm ready, I'm good to go now, like, then you can leave. But just stay up here and just pray and just seek his face. We're gonna gonna let Ryan just kind of play a little bit. And then um, Natalie and David, you're gonna, David, you laying hands on people too? Yeah, yeah, cool. So we're gonna have our ministry come around. Like I said, when you need to leave, when you're done, beautiful. No no pressure to hang out longer. But if if you wanna come forward, just come on up. And, and maybe multiple people are going to lay hands on you, and that's okay too. So you can hang out until something happens. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.